from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. It's the 11 o'clock hour of the G and Ursula Show. Ursula, can you believe how fast this show is going? Oh my gosh, this is my favorite kind of Monday. <laughs> and I'll tell you, it is because of our listeners and how involved they are with the topics that we're doing today. It just seems like everything we talk about, they're just on it. Yeah. 2024 started off like a little different than last yeah, year. Yeah, I'm liking it. Yeah. 2023, that was for the birds. <laughs> yeah, great. So many, for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. This year, so much better. Are we going to have a guest at 1130? Did that happen? Dad's going to join us tomorrow morning. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Our in-house wanna... meteorologist and referee. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this warm weather. I- I'm loving the 60-degree days, by the way, in... Not even February. How about 81 degrees out there in D.C. last Friday? Yeah, How about that's that? a little bit scary. But then we also want to talk about, yeah, he's a he's a referee. He's an umpire. Okay. And he's going to tell us about what they see on a daily basis. Wow. All right. Well, let's get to it. Agree to disagree. Brought to you by Garden Roofing and Gutters. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at it. How would you like a cafe or even a tap room, not just down the street from you, but potentially in your neighborhood. There is a bill in Olympia that would force nearly every neighborhood in the state to open up to small cafes. House Bill 2252, it's sponsored by Representative Mark Clicker of Walla Walla. This would literally mandate that every jurisdiction in the state allow cafes in residential zones even if those neighborhoods are not zoned for other businesses. Credit to the urbanist on this for the coverage. Uh, drive-throughs would not be allowed, and you could not put a cafe on a street that dead ends. So, G. Scott, what do you think? Should, uh, should we open it up to have more businesses, more small cafes? Absolutely. I want a cafe right on my block, Ursula. I want to be able to say, here, look. You ever go to work or something? Hold on. You ever hear somebody just say, so, Larry, how was your weekend? What'd you do? I want to be able to say, oh, the wife and I, was. we went to the cafe. You know, had our favorite beverage and a little Biscoff cookie. You do not. What? You want that. You want that in your neighborhood. A cafe? Yeah. When when does anything bad happen at a cafe? Uh, It's called lack of parking. It's called uh, lines out the door and uh, people talking, chatting. Not every neighborhood can. And it's closed at like 3 o'clock, 2 p.m., 3 o'clock usually. You know Uh, those cafes in the neighborhood? It's always a good thing. They're set outside. You sit down there with your little dog. People coming and going. You really have something against this? I know how you love and like to protect your peace. I don't have anything against small businesses or cafes, but I don't think that they should be able to open up in any neighborhood. If my neighbor right next to me said I'm opening a cafe right next to me, that's not how I had planned to, to, I mean, in purchasing the house that we have where it is. I'm in a cul-de-sac, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's not, it's not a dead end because you can get out on, on either side of the cul-de-sac. Um, it just it would be un- unsustainable. And then you get a number of cafes and businesses opening up like that. No. Some of these no. neighborhoods need no. a cafe. And, and then on top of that, it would also, it would also, okay, not only just, and I'm not going to say change the character of your neighborhood, but I'm going to say you can't, it cannot, it's not sustainable in terms of traffic and parking and noise, but uh, uh 
uh, on top of that, um, uh, you well let, let, let's just keep it there. Let's I'll, I'll keep it. I think I've given enough. Yeah, we'll stop there. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, you do have a valid point about parking because under this bill, there wouldn't be any more requirement for parking aside from two spaces. And I, I do like the idea. I mean, a lot of a lot of older neighborhoods. If you like, if you're in Seattle, if you're in um, Capitol Hill, Volunteer Park Cafe. It's a wonderful little brunch spot, right? It's in it. It fits really well into the neighborhood. But I don't think this fits very well in every neighborhood. Exactly. Like, honest. See, gee, here's the problem. You would want it to be a good cafe, right? Like a really good one. Some awesome pastries, some great coffee. Maybe they got boba tea or something like that. Well, if it's a really good cafe, it's going to be busy. Very busy. And I'll be I'll be completely honest. Like we have my I live with my parents and we have like four parking spots in front of our house. Our house is kind of off to the side of the ones next to us. And I'm like when I see somebody park there, I realize it's street parking. But every time I'm like, <clears throat> who's parking in that spot? I do not want people parked up and down my block to visit the cafe. Sorry. I mean, Chef, you're pretty much grumpy about every topic. But the 702... <laughs> just, but good point, Chef. 702 text in. and I were in agreement. I know you so are. So I guess I'm you're both grumpy, grumpy, too. Are you against cafes? Okay, so I'm is like- Farmer Jeff, because he thinks... Zoning was created by people like me. <laughs> before, Wait, hold before, up. Before you guys go, 702 said it best. I want a cafe in my apartment building like the Jeffersons, where I just go down to the bar and have a drink when I get mad at my husband. Okay, well then move to any city in the state that has mixed-use uh, apartment buildings like are all over in Seattle. Great. I mean, that exists. I get it. I don't know. I, 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 we'll, we'll see if it goes What would this do to the cost of housing, by the way? Does it hurt your... I mean, because in some cases... And then don't we have a, a lack of housing availability? That's like a good now, question. You, you know we have a lack of, Ursula? We have a lack of people not, <laughs> not talking... Cafes. Not talking to their neighbors. So this would... Fo- <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you this. Now, I'm not being funny. I bet you, Mr. Policeman and Policewoman, I bet you this would have more community engagement... And you'd be talking a lot more. Crime would decrease in the neighborhoods because you got people talking. Yeah, you yeah. know, so-and-so is out of town for a couple of weeks. Oh, we got to make sure we watch out for the house. We got neighbors that don't even talk to each other. Don't even ask for a cup of sugar. Do you know you talk to your neighbors? You do talk I to do. your neighbors. I, I do. In fact, and I have borrowed sugar. I've borrowed an egg. <laughs> That's why I got scratched by her cat. Or not her cat. Another neighbor's cat. <laughs> At least they didn't have a chihuahua. Uh, okay. Or those things can get real nervous That's around so the guests. That's true. 206 says, think of the trucks making deliveries. The nightmare that would cause. A good point there, too. Not in my backyard. <laughs> That's where we're coming down. All right, let's move on to uh, the championship weekend in the world of football. We often talk about how crazy the cost of tickets are these days. But down in San Francisco, where they had probably the biggest home game in years, there were prices, there were tickets selling before the game, Ursula, for less than face value, which leads me to believe that somehow people believe that the experience at home is better than in the stadium. What do you prefer? Is it worth paying all the money to go to the stadium or just sitting on your couch a better experience? (laughs) I'm going to try to argue the point that going to the stadium still makes sense. But uh, that's going to be a hard one. Um, I would say that... (laughs) Because 
because I know where she's going to go. Okay, I can't lie. No. I mean, if I have to deal with parking, if I have to deal with... I, I, I like the crowds. I like the energy that you get being in person, and that cannot be imitated at home. No. That's the thing that you miss, that, that I miss the most. But if I'm taking into account the fact that unless I get a really good ticket from my employer, the only tickets that I would really be willing to pay would be nosebleed section. And then you're talking about the parking fees and then dealing with the crowds and getting in, getting out, you know, not being able to see very well, drunken people. Uh, No, I would rather watch it at home with uh, some close friends. But you do lose something in that experience, too. There's something to be said about, I mean, if it's like a big, like a playoff game or a Super Bowl I mean, I would love in my lifetime to be able to go to a Super Bowl. In every in other person. in every other city, I would agree with you, Ursula, but except for this city right here, this city has Lumen Field, and Lumen Field is the best place to watch a football game, to see the Seattle Seahawks, or maybe you want to see the Sounders. So I'm all for going yeah. to the game at Lumen Field. And I know that, I mean, you know, you doing the pregame show and all that, you've got a long day. And I know that you just stay there to the bitter end. I just remember I was looking all over for you. The last time I went to a Seahawks game. G, can I ask you a question? What? How long is the average NFL game? Uh, shorter than a college game. <laughs> uh, what, three and a half hours? Three and a half, yeah. Three and a half hours, yeah. okay. And... During that three and a half hours, there is how much actual play where like the players are moving on the field and the ball is it's what like eighteen minutes mm-hmm. S- something like that. Okay, so you <laughs> so if you're coming like from Edmonds, right? I'm going to be leaving at least ninety minutes before the game starts to get down there. I'm going to have to pay like fifty dollars for parking or whatever it costs. Probably about a hundred bucks a ticket. I'm going to have to have at least probably three beers while I'm there, and that's going to be forty five dollars. Well, Sound tra- Sound Transit does, does such an excellent job with uh, oh uh, yeah tra- yeah travel to and from. <clears throat> that's true. It goes to Northgate. As soon as it goes up to Linwood, I'm sure I'll be on that. Uh, let's see. The only way that is worth it for me to go to the Seahawks game in person is if I get the tickets for free. And I have to like I have to guess that at least 20% of the people in any stadium at any given time are there with free tickets, either from their company or from their buddy who has season tickets. Like, come on. TV is amazing these days. They have like drone shots flying right above the players' heads. And while there's a commercial break, I can walk over to the fridge and grab a beverage. And you know what that cost me at the store? A dollar seventy-two. Well, just so you know, that uh, pregame uh, right there before the Seattle Seahawks take on their opponent, there in, in uh, Ticketmaster tailgate, you have the opportunity to get very inexpensive hot dogs and beers. Yes, come right on over. And get to- <laughs> I mean. There are things that happen at the stadium that you cannot duplicate at home. That's so right. I will yeah. do that. And Absolutely. your chance to see the host of Ticketmaster <laughs> right. Tailgate. I'll be right there. Come on up. <laughs> you can do a selfie with you. All right, let's I move think on. you need to cut that one again. <laughs> it's lacking a little something. Okay. Uh, from the Washington Post this morning, they said you do not need to feel bad about the laundry chair. And if you do not know what the laundry chair is, 
a lot of us, myself included, have a chair either in our room, in our wardrobe. It is the place where we put clothes after wearing it once, but they're not quite dirty enough to wash, and you know you're going to wear them again. Gee, is this a sloppy habit having a laundry chair? Let me share something with you. Okay. Because this morning when you said that, I I was like, oh my goodness, I do that. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, wait, I don't do it like that. So first, may my dad rest, <laughs> I got to tell this. <laughs> I know what you're talking about now about that chair. Yeah. And my dad had that chair. And I mean, it is a chair. As a little kid that I would see him, he'd wear some pants, sometimes once, sometimes twice or three times, and he'd put it over the chair. And when I was a kid, I used to see him do this. And I don't know if anybody else has done this, but I used to see my dad do this, where he would go to the chair, and he'd grab what he was going to wear, and I'd see him do a sniff test. And I, used <laughs> to think, and I used to think, that is the nastiest thing in the absolute world. So... Chef, yes, in my in my wardrobe room, yes, I do have a chair, but it is a chair not of clothes that I have worn before. So there's that, Ursula. But I saw my dad. I call it the sniff chair because the folks get on there, they put the clothes on there, and they go and check it out and sniff. Oh, it's good to go. Better. Or sniff, it's not good to go. Wait, what do you put on your laundry chair if it's not clothes you've worn? So usually what I'll do is I'll take like a couple days of some of the different shirts that I'm going to wear. And it's going to be there. That's, that's because I was too lazy to put it on my little hang-up deal. I, t- I like to put out my clothes that I'm going to wear for the week. You plan your outfits for the week? Yeah. <laughs> what? It makes It makes things easier, right? You wake up in the morning, and you see what you're going to wear. I mean... I, you know what? More power to you, because what what's really a bummer is trying to figure out what you're going to wear morning of. That's what I'm saying. And when you have to try on three different pairs of pants because <laughs> the thing that you thought fit doesn't fit anymore. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to realize that when you already have very little time in the morning. So she's actually very smart on that one. Uh, but the laundry chair, I got rid of that when we remodeled. Really? One mm. of the things that I, I said was... Um, now that we have a nice laundry room, <laughs> thank you, uh, we have a nice laundry room, and it used to be just dank and awful. Um, now that we have a really nice one, the moment the laundry comes out of the dryer, mm-hmm. folding it right there, right there on the counter, and getting it put away, and that is the best feeling. Because it used to be I would have two and three laundry baskets, and then it's like, oh, well, I don't have anything that's ready to wear, so let me go buy some new stuff. It was an an investment. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay, I'm learning things about both of you. You know what I'm talking about. There are people who know exactly what I'm talking about. Right? It was like, oh, no. I mean, I have to wash them again because now I didn't pull them out right away and they're all crumply again. Well, no. What about what about the ste- you got a steamer, right? A steamer. It's like 60 seconds. Oh, you get the no. wrinkles out time. or you throw, you you throw the, the wash back in iron. with a wet towel and it will steam the whole load again. You don't have to wash it twice. Long live the laundry chair. I know it was a couple stories ago that we did it, but I just want to. Let's just say one more thing about the cafe in the neighborhood. Because, look, I would really love that. And and, and here's one of the reasons why. Because one of the things that I always look at, have you ever 
like some of your family members that are older and they have that favorite place to go and have breakfast with their friends, or maybe they go to McDonald's and they, yeah. you know, every single morning. I've always thought that that is the coolest thing. How dope would that be for me to have a little spot in my neighborhood where I know on Saturdays and Sundays I can go to but that right one spot? right next to you, right next to your house. I mean, it's just walking distance. I get to know my neighbors. I think it's cool. And then when they I know your name. really old. And get she, to know your neighbors when they pick your roses. And it's she cool. says, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then they say, what do you want, hon? And they, 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 they got me. What, 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 what do you, what do you <laughs> want, hon? you know the... The, the food is good. You know the food going to be good. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Uh, what are we doing at 1130 anyways? Well, coming up at 1130, there is this bizarre story out of Bellevue. Police are looking for a group of young women mm-hmm. who did something and they were wearing something particular that was really odd. Yeah. Uh, the whole uh, story is kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that and then we'll also talk about... Um, how much is too much when it comes to food delivery? Is there a reason why a uh, chef didn't get to hot tub party on Agree to Disagree? You want to do hot tub party? No, I'm just asking. Uh, coming up next, Jen Arson. Ursula show. Happy Monday to all of you, although it just got to be uh, kind of a sad Monday for many of you if you just heard Heather's newscast. Maybe they weren't listening, so I had to tell them again. That uh, the State Transportation Commission, after their last public comment period, has now voted to increase the tolls on 405 during peak hours from $10 to $15. And uh, $15, up to $15 uh, on 167 too. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> I, I mean, I know that, that it, I mean, it almost sounded like it was a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that is just a big chunk. And I know the State Transportation Commission has said, hey, we haven't made any um, uh, changes since, since we started tolling. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, you you drive that area more than I do. I, I just can't imagine the the impact. And my question is, how many times is it going to be considered fifteen dollars? Okay, it's peak. We're we're at peak. Mm-hmm. They said <laughs> it would never happen when they first put them in. Oh, we'll almost never get there. Yeah. Well, what's more, I, I want to ask this to all the listeners that are listening right now. You just hear that? You just passed. So it's going to happen. You're going to be up to fifteen dollars an hour. So what's more important? All those employees getting back to downtown so that businesses can make sure that they stay afloat? Or is it okay for those folks to maybe work from home a few days a week and stuff like that to be able to save? And again, remember, the 167 right now, Ursula, is one of those deals where the only time you really get, you're really paying for it is if you have a good-to-go deal on your car and you're actually driving in the lane then. Other than that, Here's the here's the hack. There's people that don't have the good to go pass on their car, and sometimes they drive in those things. The future is going to be where everyone is going to get charged for driving in that lane. So be prepared. I mean, who who gets harmed the most? 
In every topic we talk about, we talk about who gets harmed the most. You know who gets harmed the most every single time. Every topic that we talk about, we talk about those that barely have. There's an increase in everything that we do and talk about. An increase. There's only one thing that doesn't increase and catches up. Wages. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Certainly not to the... Uh... The pace that you know, we're seeing the, the best. If, look, if I'm if I'm advising a 27 year old that's having a hard time and is just struggling, you know what I'd say? If you can move, move out of the state of Washington and and, and go somewhere else because it's hard to live here. Unless you got a mm-hmm. some rich parents, great auntie or uncle, or you got a good job, it is nearly impossible to make it here in this state. Hmm. You know what's even more infuriating about this is like there is a way to cheat this, right? We get this text every time we talk about it. People say, oh, well, you know what? I just I just flip over the red HOV sticker on my good to go pass and I don't get charged even if I don't have three people in the car. And it's like, yeah, we could ask state patrol to enforce that. But what are we really choosing to enforce then? State patrol keeping the HOV lanes open for people who can pay $15? I don't want the I don't want state patrol enforcing that in those areas. Like that doesn't seem like a priority to me. Using law enforcement to make sure that two lanes of the freeway stay open, especially for people who can afford thirty dollar commutes. Yeah, it's like almost like you're gonna have to be rich to be able Come to on. drive those stretches. Um, okay, let's talk about. Uh, I wanted to get to this story because I've kind of bumped it, but it's a bizarre one. So police right now are looking for a group of teenage girls who went on a window-smashing spree in a Bellevue neighborhood. Okay, that is, it sounds like snow being scraped, but it's actually surveillance cameras that caught those three teens wearing, get this, matching pajamas and hoodies as they broke into 18 cars last Thursday night. This homeowner had two vehicles broken into, and she tells Cairo 7 TV, Right now, her husband is dealing with stage four lung cancer. Both of us are really trying to maintain a really good, positive attitude, but it's not always easy. And I thought, damn, you know, these people that did it, they don't realize what goes on in the house where these people live. What other things are they struggling with? And it just adds to it. So true. Bellevue police actually saw the suspect vehicle, but they didn't give chase when they drove off. So as of last check, they were still looking for these teenaged girls, which I'm going to be honest, kind of stood out in the story because, you know, we've been hearing so many of these car thefts, car theft, car theft. And then like teenage girls in wearing pajamas and hoodies. Mm hmm. Uh, and, and, I, and and in my opinion, probably doing it for the gram, doing it for TikTok, doing it for, you know, it's like, and yeah, not caring, you know, who, who is on the receiving end of their shenanigans mm-hmm. for, you know, whatever social media clout that they might get for this. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, I don't think both you or I or anybody listening can answer why this happens. I know the first question is usually asked, where are the parents? I mean, sometimes folks can have parents at home and they still go out and do these things. I don't... I, I don't yeah, where's the punishment? Where, I think it's going to be the other one too, yeah, right? That, that could be the question, but you know, it is very rare, right, that we see young gals going out here doing that. I thought that that was different and dressing up in the pajamas for sure different. So I don't know, Ursula, why, why folks are doing these things. I mean, it's not like this is the first. It's been happening for years, but maybe 
I don't know. If Okay, here's a question. What do you get? If you find out, because we're saying, like, where's the parents? If you find out it's your kid doing this to get in, in the uh, clout, are you turning your kid in? Yes. Uh, yes, I am. And I'll tell you why. Because I want my kid to learn early. Right. That, that would that would be the reason why I would turn my child in, because you want to start. You want to start. You want to start early. And then some would say, well, gee, gee that's not a good idea because then you put them in the system when it happens. Good. You do the right thing. Get up. Get the actual consequence early so they can live the rest of their life. The problem is you got so many people that are in their 30s and 40s that got away with so many things when they were younger. So and true. then so many parents that sat there and says, not my baby. My baby's just a good boy. He's a good gal. And, and, and those things happen. And then you wonder why at 30s and 40s, they're still coming to you. Mom, dad, can I get some money for a lawyer? Because you didn't, you didn't hold them accountable early on. So, yes. Would you turn your child in? I'll turn him yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah. That was I was a little tough as a parent. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I was, I was a little <laughs> I was a little extreme. It worked out. <laughs> it did. Coming up next, your text messages feedback, and we have Ursula's words to live by. It's Gene Ursula. Fast show, Ursula? One of the fastest. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get to the text messages. Start us off, Ursula. On the maximum tolls with the breaking news there uh, just a few minutes ago. Max tolls on 405 and 167 raised to 15 bucks. Travis and Bonnie Lake says two out of four of my girls are now moving out of the state this summer because they just cannot afford to live in Washington. SPD brass calls for discipline or firing of officer who mocked the death of Janavi Condola. Uh, Brian and Yelm says, I think they should all punish the individual that was on the other end of the phone call due to not stopping the behavior and adding something that caused one officer to laugh louder. It is not appropriate and demonstrates that the leadership of the union is not working to have a proper environment to conduct business in. On scenarios, I started dating someone. It's been a month and we've only seen each other twice. 206 says, my parents took months to start dating. My dad had to be patient for my mom's college calendar to fit with dates. At least when they finally got past the initial dates, my mom carved out time for him at church and then more. But it was a process that my dad had to be patient with before my mom made all the time for him whenever she could. Mm, Good stuff. Taylor Swift is heading to the big game. And so is her boyfriend. Uh, Kai says, every time they show her now, I'm going to holler out really loud, Tay Tay. (laughs) 253 says, this conversation is why people don't like Taylor Swift at the game. Men enjoy the competitive nature of sports, not the personal relationships of players. That is what I would call a sweeping statement. Thank you. uh, Ursula, I was getting ready to say, are you kidding me? You want to go to these high school sports boards and see all of these grown men talking about where a 16 and 17-year-old child is going to go to college? Wow. Ernie and Kent says, Tay-Tay all day, G. Be quiet, chef. (laughs) 
425 says, camera pans of Taylor Swift are now a drinking game at my local tap room. And Donna and Lacey says it best. As a wise person once said, hate is going to hate, 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 hate. I'm just going to shake, 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 shake. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> Donna, you win. You win. Uh, confession would be protected from mandatory reporting under a bill in Olympia. Susan in the 425 says, I left the Catholic Church more than 20 years ago due to the way they handled sex abuse, especially from priests. The confessional is private. This bill is just more BS covering their guilty butts. A felony for threatening the ref? Joe in Bellingham says, I went to a youth basketball game, seven and eight years old. It was insane. These parents are wilding out, not the kids, the dang parents. I have never seen anything like it. 206 says, so if I yell from the stands, get rid of this umpire. He can't call a game. He can't even call a cab. What happens to me? Kill the umpire has a long history, even in poetry. I think it's also in the context of, yeah. yeah I nobody, mean, I mean, nobody, we can, nobody's gonna. You yeah. know, hey, get rid of this umpire is yeah. not gonna call for the police <laughs> no. to be called. Isabel in Seattle says, "My son used to ref for soccer when he was around 13 or 14 years old. He was a very good referee. One game, some dad went." ape you know what on him and it kind of scarred him for life i don't think he ever refereed again so i like the idea of the class c felony for these parents i just want to say thank you chef for bringing that because you didn't have to (laughs) you brought that text in right to ursula i appreciate that can i clarify that i yelled at a ref because he was on his cell phone he shouldn't have yelled Yelled. So, so, yes. T-ball. So, so real quick. T-ball. Are you, are, are, so, wait, are you saying that to justify your actions? Yep. <laughs> he's just, oh, oh, you're doubling down on that. Yeah. Yeah. Get off your phone. <laughs> Imagine T-ball. Just the, where, where does it go from here? The Chihuahua is okay, Washington's yes. top breed. Ben says only dog I've ever been bitten by is a Chihuahua, and they have teeth <laughs> like razor blades. I was just trying to pet the dang thing. <laughs> okay. Our, <laughs> Text line blew up on a couple of topics today, but the the dog topic was for sure the one. Paul and DuPont says every Chihuahua I have ever been with would get nervous and drop a Tootsie Roll on the carpet. (laughs) Uh, uh, G picks out his whole week's worth of outfits. 425 says, G, I thought I was the only one. I lay out my week's worth of outfits on every Sunday. I find it helps cut down on my anxiety considerably. That's actually a great organizing tool. All right, it's a great Ursula, idea. It's time for your words of words to live by brought to you by Wilcox Farms. And these words are from John Wooden, who I think has all sorts of great quotes. But he says, Be more concerned with your character than your reputation, because your character is what you really are, while your reputation is merely what others think you are. Ooh. Ooh! Like that one. That one one hits hard. Character is the most important. What do you got, Brother Nick? Well, those playoffs in the football world wrapped up for all the fans with a few who love the outcome while some others hate the plans for a Super Bowl with who else but the Swifty super fan who will find herself in Vegas just in time straight from Japan. And, of course, those stinky Niners stumbled back into the den, leaving no choice but to root for Kelsey's Tay-Tay Club again. 
If you're finding any issue with the new Tay-Tay nickname, you can gladly take my man card that I never even claimed. Just like any of those chihuahuas who come yapping at me at the dog park, all right? They're not mm. mine. <laughs> I'm going to start a Tay-Tay jar. Anyone who says that has to put in a dollar. It's going to get a full in the next couple weeks. Hey. And, and, and then anyone who complains about Taylor Swift owes us $1.50. There we go. <laughs> hey, real quick. I, I, I think year one we made a big deal. But uh, today, well, yesterday technically was, but this Monday, it makes four years of the show. <gasps> That's right. We've been doing this show for four years. Went through a... A serious pandemic, you know, uh-huh. went through all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's yes. been four years, Ursula. Congratulations! Congratulations! You saying we at the point in our relationship where we forget about our anniversary? Yes. We had that point. Nick, Nick didn't have anything special for us today. I didn't either. Shut up, <laughs> oh no! We're seasoned vets right now. Hey, I just said four years, and everybody in the show looks to me like. Oh, you're oh, right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I, can't I got be- you a gift certificate. I can't believe Nikki didn't even say anything. One of our favorite listeners. What are you guys doing? You guys sleep at the wheel? Hey, the Jack and Spike Show, they're coming up next to hang out with you guys. We appreciate you for listening. Love you for that. Four years. Be kind. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody.